My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And you are Awaited. You are Awaited is a Mad Max Fury Road podcast where Yuri Lowenthal and Travis Sintel watch four minutes at a time of the film Mad Max Fury Road. I've seen it. And that's it. And we talk about it. <laughs> I, 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 I undercut you on that. I, I, I'm sorry, but it was also nice. different and yeah, glorious. We do talk about and it. We do talk about it at, at, about uh, it. at length and ad nauseum, although we haven't for several weeks now. Well, let me ask you a question, Yuri. Okay. Why is that? I had a baby. You had a baby? <laughs> and it was perfect! Perfect, perfect in, in every way. way! What are the chances we'd watch that segment today? Today, I know. That is... You know, this this podcast continues to come together... Yeah, it's weird. ...at such an amazing... Level and I and I stick with the whole. It's broken down into four minutes. That that George it's, Miller or Margaret Sixel has done that without telling anyone. It's broken down into four minute segments, which is something we've discovered. Or maybe it's two also, minute segments, oh, and we're possibly. not noticing that. Uh, true, it could be uh, three, four time, or maybe, six, eight time. Maybe this horse. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's a musical. Where's the pulse? Matt Fury Road, the musical. <laughs> right. That'll happen. Give it trust time. me. Give uh-huh. it. Give it a year. Um, yeah, or may, maybe this. Uh, the, the magic of this film is you could break it down into any small piece. And it's still... Maybe we start again from the beginning and do... And do it second by two, second? Two, uh, two minute, 45 sec- se- seconds. Just to see if it works. Uh, it's Guess also what? broken that down works. into um, times of our life. And this is a time of your yeah. life. The, I was thinking while we were watching this, uh, th- was this emotionally difficult f- for you to watch? No. You know, I, I was wondering if that was going to be the case. I, I looked at it differently, but certainly. I didn't. But I wasn't. I didn't have more trouble with it because the, the, the stillborn baby... I had more like trouble that. with it. Knowing that you were sitting next to me. Correct. Wow, I was traumatized by it That's... in a way. This scene always traumatizes me. And it's great, you know. This this whole force. There's a lot of gross stuff that happens. A lot of gross stuff. And I would like to address that when we start talking about it. Okay, which we will in a second. I want to talk Good. more about your child. Do it. How was it? Uh, it was. It's crazy and continues to be crazy. Yeah. Um, the the sleep deprivation. I understand why. Uh, sleep deprivation is used as a torture tactic. <laughs> so your child is torturing you. Oh, oh, without a doubt. I will say this, listener, that uh, this is episode what twenty something we've recorded well, twenty. Uh, yeah, this will be this will be twenty. This will be episode twenty. Not counting guest episodes. Not though. counting guest so episodes, probably... and not counting um, the never released drug episodes no, or Star Wars episodes. Exactly. Um, so 20, 28, 29, uh, I've come so, over to Yuri's house, mm-hmm. uh, his little office, mm-hmm. to record podcasts. He's never asked me to bring anything. Today, he texted me and said, please bring me a coffee. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's very telling, I that think. That is telling, because I can physically make coffee, but I don't have the, the skills these days. To I, was so pleased, I was so pleased to do it, because I thought, this man is tired. And I hear that there are people who, like, as soon as you have that, that baby, they're like, I'm in love with the world, and this is the best time of my life, and... This sucks. But do you think that they say that in retrospect? Probably. Because you'll probably, probably say that in ten years. Probably in oh, ten years. When they say amazing. you forget the pain. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, and, and we can we can document this, so I can go back and listen to this oh, and go, this I can't good. believe I said that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the the fact that he's so goddamn cute is the only thing keeping keeping him alive right now. Yeah. Most of the time, I just want to put him. It's out like alone. dating a beautiful, abusive woman. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty to look at. Everything else is really terrible. And schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. schizophrenic for sure, sure. Yeah. because sometimes he's you know he's a little angel straight from heaven and sometimes he's just a monster most of the time he's a monster i would say it's just pure instinct right it's like i want yeah, i want to cry i want to eat right wanna... and i've only got one way to express 
Like if I had, I, you know, one word word to express all of that. Yeah. And it's a cry. screaming bloody murder. Right. Are there any coos or gentle noises that this child makes? Yes. You want to say his name on the podcast? I don't his, wanna... na- his name is Sagan yes. Carter Lowenthal. Which I love, by the way. Thank you. We haven't spoken about Thank that. Thank you. Beautiful name. Um, Thank you. So um, I hope that his first words will be witness me. <laughs> I've been, whenever Tara's not there, I whisper those words That's... into his ear in the hopes that he'll... Somewhere between very cute and child abuse. And child abuse. <laughs> Leaning I don't towards know. child abuse. Uh, speaking of Carl Sagan, my, yeah. my first word was light. Isn't that weird? Really? My first word I ever said. Wow. Light. I, I love that. I don't know why. I love it. Yeah. I think it's the thing that my mom said most to me because I was in the crib and I would point up uh-huh. and up is the light. So she's probably like, oh, you're pointing to the light. Still, that's a very highly functioning, uh, like just a, a cognitive. Weird, it's a weird thing. Um, what do you think? Do you think his first word will be witness me? That's that's a <sighs> probably not. It would be also but it would be for amazing. a child to suggest. It would be amazing and parents, terrifying. The parents witness him. Yeah, witness me, which we do on a regular basis. Of course, it's your job. Your um, job is to witness this child. Before I forget, oh. uh, I looked up Nux, uh, the yeah. word Nux, oh, and then yes. and then uh, promptly forgot all the things that I had read about it. But I do seem to think we made a joke yeah. that it was nuts, nuts, but it is like a nut, like a like a seed to something. Huh. Which is also very interesting when you look at his. Oh, I love that. We'll have right? to dig into that. Yeah. I also want to say this before I. Forget. This is a. We'll do a little catch-up Are, business here. Yeah, guys. let's let's do some catch-up business because because we we deserve. Guys, I know for you it's been this constant stream, but we banked a lot of episodes, and uh, so we're responding to some things that maybe happened several episodes ago because we recorded yeah. them so long ago. What I want to say is there was a, there's been a lot of pushback uh, on this podcast and in the feminist community to the scene. Where the wives are bathing themselves. It is the one refrain we hear over and over and over yes. again. Our guest episode where Kelsey came on. Do you want uh, me to pull up the... Please do. Yes, I mean, let's keep, yeah. to- keep talking. Generously. Um, I'm not going to the internet per se. Yeah. I'm just going to an email. Yeah. Uh, where where uh, she gener- generously came on uh, and levied the complaint. We, we hear, and I'm sure you guys listening hear this all the time from your friends who are intelligent, well-read feminists, that there is a music video, there's no need for the wives to go wash themselves. I offered, I think, a decent slash half-assed response, which is they're used to being clean. This is the first time they've left the Citadel. They're outside. It makes sense to me that they would want to bathe themselves. But it turns out there is a much better reason that is uh, textually supported, which you provided will yes, provided by someone who worked on the film, someone who we would like to get uh, on the show. And right now, it's just a matter of making the time difference work. Um, he uh, he says the wives washing themselves. The idea was that the world itself is poisoned. The very soil is laced with the poisonous chemical residue of the nearly defunct industrial past, and it burns if it gets on your skin. Max, Furiosa, and most of the other characters are used to it, tolerate it to a certain extent, but the girls aren't. So after the Fury Storm, which maybe that's what they fucking called it. Fury Storm. Fury Storm is dope. So good. They're covered in the dust. It burns them, and that's why they were washing themselves, to get the burning dust off. As Furiosa said to them, out here, everything hurts, figuratively and literally. So there was some logic in in it. I mean, I love all the stuff that we came up with. Yeah. Um, as to why it's important and why it's not gratuitous and why it doesn't just turn it into sort of a sexy music video. Far, far, far superior, I think, uh, to our explanation is the actual explanation. Especially, I, don't know. I, I liked ours. Ours is great, yeah. but I, but I think that I did, but looking back at that scene now in my mind's eye, they are, they have a certain amount of franticness to their bathing, which now makes sense in the character uh, yeah. Um, yeah. perspective. So I thank you for that um, little little piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also want to say that one other thing we really screwed up 
badly. We have been referring to the wrong character by the wrong I name. I was going to bring that up too. Please take it. Because this, um, this is on you. We've been, yeah. I this, never this is, this is, know this names. Is because you never know the name, so it's yeah. totally on me. I have, I've alternately been calling, well, I've been calling Zoe Kravitz's character Capable. Not when, her name. Not her name, which is, in fact, Toast the Knowing. Now, the knowing part I get, but Toast just kind of sounds racist to me now that I think about it. <laughs> I didn't think that. I thought it's because Toast, I thought it was because Toast is bland. Oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. That's, that's, that's your, I, I, I knew you would find, you would find that angle on yeah, it. Yeah, find an insult angle. Yeah, so we, we apologize. I've been calling uh, Toast capable and capable, is sometimes redhead. capable. I don't know, red. We've been calling her red. Yeah, but red, the redhead, the redhead is, capable. is capable. Right. She actually looks very capable and she does. smart. And together, right. Zoe Kravitz... Uh, just looks as, as sort of, or maybe it's milk Angry. toast. Uh, maybe it's just you like should have called her milk toast the unknowing, or milk milk toast the unknowing. Milk un, no. toast the, 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 knowing. the knowing. Yeah, because it's just like, well, whatever. It's a non-entity. Yeah. I'm leaning hard into the Zoe Kravitz. I uh, know. Hatred. Because again, why? well, I'll tell you why. I'm glad you asked. Because I was, I had the sense before, and I've mentioned it on this podcast that she was uh, not good. And um, it, it had been building up by the time I said it, because mm -hmm. I had been trying not to say something critical about a performance. Right. I, I, that, that feels a little petty and unnecessary. No, sure. But also accurate. <laughs> and, and then this, in this sequence, I think she get, delivers another set of bad lines that now, feel like poorly performed. I meant to look up Zoe Kravitz, and now I can't, because we're on the podcast, Correct. and I can't touch the Them's IMDb. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Because I wanted, because I started to think about that uh, when when we were going on about that in the podcast, and I suddenly was very embarrassed that uh, yeah. you know, every because because as you guys know, I don't listen back to this. These just go as these don't get edited. Yeah. As as hopefully you weren't too spoiled by the Erica Ishii episode where I said I would post something about Game of Thrones spoilers and I didn't. I was pissed. You were pissed during the episode and still pissed. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Pissed isn't over. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to look up Zoe Kravitz because I seem to think, and I may be totally wrong on this, as I am most of the time on this show, um, that she was in a movie I've, in which I very much liked her and the movie called Dope. It was a word that Travis uses a lot. I do. Um, have you seen Dope? No. You should see Dope. I use Dope. I may be wrong about this, but though. I think she was in it, and I think I really liked her performance. Okay. I'm, I'm prepared to grant... I'm prepared to grant that. It makes it... I'm a little... I'm a, I have a little disbelief about it, just given... The attention to detail in this film and the nuance of every other performance makes me think it's not the director's fault in this case, mm -hmm. and therefore must be the actor's fault. Fair enough. Sometimes you see great actors give bad performances, and all the actors are bad in that movie because the director sucked. Mm -hmm. That happens. Mm -hmm. I don't think in this case it's the situation, but quite possibly. If, if we're being truthful about that, if we're taking this moment to be, and you know, normally in our podcast we, we do try to go for, for truth over, over fiction. Yeah, please. Uh, or truth in fiction. Um, but since we're doing that, can I own up to something that normally I would probably just have sat on or not ever brought up oh, again? Excited. I hated the Kelsey Nicola episode we did. Go, go, let's talk about it. Great. It made me uh, uncomfortable and angry and upset. What, what because about I it? could hear myself because I just thought she was wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now there were some interesting. I will say there was you know she brought up some interesting things. But much like when you bring up an interesting thing that I'm like yeah no I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I just go uh huh uh huh. And then, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, but I, but I've already, I've already rationalized it away. Yeah. Every, like I tried to be open to it. And you know what? I usually go and I will, you know, this is the only podcast that I've done that I've listened to every episode. I, I could not listen to it all the way through. I would just stop. And then I would, and then it would, it would click on just cause it's in my queue. Cause I hadn't finished it. Yeah. If I finished another one and that was, then it would just start again and be yeah. like, oh, and I, I think I finally just got through it. Yeah. 
um, it was it was hard for me to to listen to let because I kept wanting to defend myself more than I did. Let I, me say this: I I'm with you. I totally understand that, and I I don't know if your experience was this way, but listening back, you were to very it, good. I, I have to say, listening back to it, you were very good at at constantly being very positive about it. And I felt I was just sputtering in a corner Well, here's with, a, with a fake smile on my face. D- you, and it has nothing to do with, Kelsey's delightful and lovely. Yeah. But do, do, you, do you think that it felt better in the room than it did listening back? Or do you think those, those experiences were the same? I think it was hard for me in the room too. I just knew that she was right there and I had to, I had to be, be nice. I had to be nice. Yeah, uh, to me, I remember it being, uh, better than I think it ended up sounding just because I think it ended up feeling a little sycophantic or disingenuous because people know how we feel about the film and Mm -hmm. and then they I hope know that everything we didn't rebut in our heads we did we (laughs) had we had answers to a lot of those things that we didn't but I felt um it it, it's a friend of mine is a close friend of mine who um it wasn't like a, a structured debate where like both sides get to present their points. It was yeah. two guys who do a podcast who invited someone on um, to come defend a position that they know is the the minority the, position. Yeah. It okay. felt I was I was too sensitive to the structure of the situation to really lean into it. And so what I had resigned myself to doing was just letting the points be presented. Sure. And having that be the thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think what, what we ended up doing is just offering sort of half-assed rebuttals. And so it felt like just a sputtering, <sighs> yeah. circular discussion as opposed to, come on, and we're going to listen, and then thank you for your time, which is kind of more or less what happened. Right. And I think it is valuable to get those opinions out and to hear mm-hmm. them. Um, it would have been more pleasurable for both of us, and probably for the listeners, I guess, in certain ways, to have an honest debate about it. But it's, again, structurally not fair. Someone who's thought about the movie for 30 hours and talked about it for 30 hours, right. coming into someone who's seen it once. And, and because, you know, much like we've, we've talked about before, there is so much you can, in, you know, that is, that is inferred or that you can put on this because it is such a simple story. You know, you could, you could say, well, this is what I see, you know, in, in the background. And that person could say, well, I didn't see that. And you're both right. Yeah. But I like what I saw. Right. There, there is, there is a, there's one part of that that stuck out to me that's, that sort of sticks in my craw mm-hmm. that I wish, I wish we could reevaluate or re-educate. Well, we can. Re-adjudicate? That's what this is about. What's the right word? Re-adjudicate? I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, uh, she says at one point, we're giving George Miller too much credit. Right. And that really sticks to my crawl as something that's not fair because yep. every other art form and every other artist, we give them the credit. We, we look at Infinite Jest or we look at Love in the Time of Cholera and we mm-hmm. dissect it in high school. We talk about this. We talk about... And authorial intent in that way doesn't necessarily matter. We, we, we grant it right. in, in literature and great works of art. And by not granting George Miller the, uh, the kindness of saying that these are all intentional or leaving the space for them to be inferred or interpreted, that right. intentionality, that felt uh, like the starting place was, this is not great, so I'm not going to grant him that ability. When we grant... The, the, the intent from a lot of different art forms to a lot of different artists. And that point yeah. feels unfair to me because I would argue, obviously, this all feels intentional. Mm-hmm. And having been a creative for a long time, I know that you don't, you don't arrive at something that feels mm-hmm. like it stands up to mm-hmm. um, analysis in, this, in the way this does without a lot of thought and a lot right. of honing, pruning, and structuring and sculpting. So Agreed. that point 
has has sat poorly with me. I, I understand. And here's the thing. I'm still willing to bring it, because there was another person who hated the film, who I saw it on a, my very first viewing. I saw it with somebody who I've known for a long time, who I very respect from a story, you know, as a storyteller. He's one of the best writers I know. And he refutes it on all the things that, that it's not a, you know, it's not a, a I, as a feminist or as, you know, someone who, who, who looks at that in film, I think this was poorly, like, from a, from, from something that we feel is irrefutable. Would he go head to head? Could we, like, oh, get after it? Oh, without a doubt. Then oh, let's and do he, that. And okay. We will have, we will have him on eventually. He doesn't live local, but he, he visits a lot. Um, so, so we will, we will have him on. Okay. Um, I'm afraid of, with that too, because he's, he's wicked smart. Great. And, uh, but yeah. I'm okay And, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see if it's me, because if he does it and I feel the same way, it's me. Um, I, I know think it's a valid point, and I also want to say, yes, I've gotten that feedback from listeners also about that episode. Okay, that it yeah. felt like it felt like it was just too. Uh, no one has used the word sycophantic to me, but it feels like that's kind of what they're right. dancing around. Is, yeah. is that when you when you say nice is it was I think me trying too hard to to make this space comfortable, which ultimately right. sure. is which the most important thing. Yeah, we have to do. Yeah, in a situation important. like that. We couldn't have invited her on and then just been horribly, you know, Tell us what time. you think so we can tell you why so you're wrong. So we can tell you why you're wrong, yeah, yeah exactly. That didn't feel like a fair thing. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad we did it. I don't, I don't I, think yeah, we were I know we've got to get to today's thing, but I, I felt like I had no, to I'm get that out. No, I'm happy you said it, actually. And it's been so long. Sorry, guys, this may go a little long today. And it's been so long since I've seen you, and then we've done this and talked about this, that, you know, I've... A lot of things have. It's like slipping on a new, uh, an old pair of shoes. Um, you got to work yeah. out the kinks a little bit. The, yeah. the shoes fit, but you got to yeah. like stretch your toes. This yeah. is a terrible. That's a terrible metaphor. No, you're the worst. That's the worst. I feel bad. Um, so, so in this this, this four minutes, <laughs> once again, broken down into into an interesting four minute uh, thing. We are immediately introduced to a whole new setting. Yeah. And a whole new color palette. Really beautiful. This is one yeah. of the most there, there, beautiful. We're going to talk about shifts. that a lot today. Yeah. I think. I can't wait. It's um, got the blues and the oranges and the reds. Yeah. It's just, that's all it is. Gotta go back because the news just broke, which is now going to be old news by the time you hear this. Um, but that, that black and white version, it looks like we're going to get it. Up the, top. Uh, the, up top. The, the, on the German Amazon site, um, it's, it's discussed. And uh, I'm sure Germany will get it way before us, right? Yeah, Germany gets they? a lot of monochrome Germany. things before we do. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it looks like we're. I just hope that we get a theatrical release that we can see on the big screen. We'll definitely do a field trip if that happens. We'll do. We'll do a live broadcast from the screening and just be oh, killed by all like, the people in the movie. Hey, it's really so beautiful. It's really beautiful. <laughs> Guys, there's. And then we just get shot. Yeah. yeah okay. God. I will say this is the one sequence I don't think will be as good in, in black and white. I love the we'll blues see. more we'll than I could possibly tell you. Like I, yep. I find this to be so stunningly beautiful. Basically, in the chase, we're now cutting to night. Um, mm -hmm. not the first to. time we've had night. Correct. So now we're into... We've uh, had the storm, which gets dark, but that's yeah, not night. Yeah. That's a false night. And the, Yeah, exactly. And the way, the way they've chosen to portray night here is, is so stunning. It's just rich blues. Everything yeah. in the film is, is not just blue, but like a rich, all-encompassing sort of velvet blue. And it really is nice. And in the back seat, so they're driving, Max is driving. In the back seat, they have a, a lamp burning, like a, like a gas-burning mm -hmm. lamp that changes the back seat to perfect orange. Just the back seat. And the the so focus, yeah, it is incredible. so interesting the it's way so they smart. they guide your uh, they guide your vision, you know, and that's what a director does. Mm -hmm. He uses all the tools in his toolkit to point, you know, tell you where what the story, you know, to guide you in the story that he's telling. Yeah. So in by 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 washing everything, and let's talk. We've, we haven't brought this up yet, and it, and it's huge in this film. Um, 
color timing, something that is mm. is not even a, a term that's used um, or that, that most people understand. Mm -hmm. It's after you shoot a film, there, there is usually a lot of uh, color timing or color correction in which you go through and you smooth out the look of the film so that even though you've shot it, you know, over over two weeks, you know, with different lighting thing, everything, it, it all blends together. And then you can start tweaking the colors in, in the film to, to give it a look you want, which this film definitely, you know, they talk about um, how colors uh, affect you, affect your eye and affect your brain, and how, uh, how putting opposites next to each other is the thing that makes, that makes your, that pulls your eye. And they say that the best pair of that, and you'll notice this when you look at um, movie posters, teal and orange mm -hmm. together um, have a contrast that draws your eye immediately. This whole film, the whole, from the, the very first shot, is is teal and orange. Yeah, um, well, and this is too. and this is this is washed in teal, and then like you say, then they bring out the colors in only the areas that are lit that he wants you to see. Did you did you have this experience in, in that like those specific frames? In the cab of the truck. Yeah. That uh, normally when I watch this film or any film, I, I see the frame as a whole. I'm yep. looking at the picture, and I can focus on individual things in that picture if I choose to. Sure. Um, but whilst doing that, I'm still looking at the whole frame. In that lighting scheme, I found myself having to choose what to look at because it felt like two separate scenes almost. The yeah. separation between Max and the rest yeah. of the girls that are in the back seat. Yeah. Well, Max incredible. and Furiosa in yeah. the front. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, there's this incredible effect achieved there yeah. by making you almost, it's almost like they're in completely different it, houses. It's a, it's a spotlight. Yeah. It's a spotlight. It's like, it's like, it's like shining a spotlight. It's not even that. It's it's that, but it's also... You're right. They're almost in a different place. Yes. It's something about the separation where it wasn't like, like looking across the stage and seeing something lit and then the rest of it's in darkness. Something about the way that's lit or, or color corrected it just it just makes you choose what to look at, and there's a conscious choice. I'm looking at Max now. I have to look at the back seat. For me, I had that experience. Right. Yeah, you have to go back and forth. Yeah, it's, really it's, interesting. It's, it's it's two stories. Yeah, yeah, um, oh. and and it's very it. it's it's effective, but it's also affected in a way that like when I look at it, it doesn't look uh, natural. Correct. Like it is a very That's theatrical. It's a look. very theatrical device. Yeah. I think to. To make that so, to, to 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 have such a stark contrast. But to tell us visually in an instant that Furiosa is now in Max's story, not the girl's story anymore. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, great. That's where we're at now in their character relationships. That's where the story's at. Can Perfect. you list a couple of the other places that, uh, when when the Carmada pulls up, Dufourier is the only oh. thing lit up in the in it's like the whole. Sick. It's like everything's washed blue except for the the the, 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 the gloriousness of the Dufourier. There's so many beautiful. Like this is yeah. just. Orgasmic beauty. This yeah. whole sequence is really, really good. Let's work, let's work through it temporarily. Okay, so okay, starts off the um, they're, they're going off. It's now we're now segueing into night, and uh, it starts off with toast. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's the name. Right. It's sort of the yeah the end of the last scene. Yeah. It's it's, it's, a, it's a quiet moment. She's sort of. counting the bullets and she mm -hmm. says, "Well, this big gun's got four bullets left. It's practically useless." Yeah. And she goes, "But we've got like twenty six bullets this, in this. This, this dicky little gun that, that, that's yeah. not going to kill anything. She delivers this in a very uh, presentational... Careful. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> it's a very presentational, unemotionally affected performance. It's very flat, and she's trying to do a cool thing, and I don't like it. Fair enough. Um, but this, even though it's it's the end of the previous sequence, it very much is part and parcel of this sequence because we get mm -hmm. to a great bullet sequence in a second with the bullet farmer. So right. this right. is... This, I, is, in my this mind, is the bullets, the four minutes of bullets. Exactly. This is we'll call this the bullet ep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Let's not call it that. We're not 
<laughs> Guys, welcome to the bull. Now, let's just start here. Let's start over. Okay, this okay, is the bull. Okay, we're starting over. Um, uh, you so, are awaited. Oh, uh, my yeah, name is Jerry Lowenthal. Uh, welcome to the bullet app. That messed it up again. Um, okay, so then we so we've cut back to show the uh, a massive Carmada following them. They're in this blue this blue landscape that's that's um, slippery. Slippery. We find out because all of a sudden we hear something again. Character motivated POV. We're inside the cab mm -hmm. and we hear something and see that the truck start to maneuver. We don't know okay. what it is, but right. neither do the characters. Right. That happens for a second, and then we get an outside shot showing the back of the cab um, spinning or the back of the truck rather spinning and slippering and sliding mm -hmm. in this muddy terribly wet landscape right um coming from desert to this is mm -hmm. startling yeah because now we have not just water lots of mud and mm -hmm. and uh, pools of water yeah we assume stagnant and gross stagnant water. and gross because otherwise they would leap out and start drinking it because water is at such a premium yeah, exactly. yeah this is this is clearly poisonous water yeah and and also worth mentioning uh because i've i've heard this brought up before and one of the reasons that this all of this has the look that it does this this blue look is that it as I understand it, was shot day for night, which means that it was shot during the day and then they had to color correct it to make it look like nighttime. How would you get that flickering light effect in the daytime from the lamp? Or maybe uh, they darkened the cab for that? Magic, probably magic. magic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know exactly. And I don't know how much of it was that, like this shot that we froze on was probably shot with more light, and then they... Yeah, that I could see. You just, I mean, you, just you, can, you can do it. I've, it. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen it done. It is, it is a commonly used thing. But, but often, you know, people who know it can, can spot it, can say, oh, that's clearly day for night. It's beautiful, I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, anyway, Carmada's coming after them. We see this... Just, it's, all, it's almost like, let's just take a second and be artists, mm -hmm. is what the filmmakers seem to be doing. It's always in service of, of the story. We, it's setting up that they're still being chased by this massive thing. Um, you see the Doof Warrior, you see all the cars, uh, and uh, then up in the front, the A story, Max's uh, and Furious's truck gets stuck in the mud. They go out to sort of dislodge it, and while it's doing that, uh, Max lays down some charges in their right. tracks. They get the mines, car, they get, yeah. yeah, some man, some mines. They get the truck unstuck, keep going. Um, so mines now we that, know. that I that I met, I was trying to figure out where those mines came from. She probably had them on the truck. She probably said, I'd assume. Hey, hey, go put those mines down. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably. As even though Max was doing that, was probably Furios's call. He wasn't carrying those mines. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good I never thought about that until until right now. But I hadn't like, thought where, about where it. Where the fuck did he get those mines? Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't build them while they were. Yeah, it's a war rig. It's, it's a war, full of war stuff. rig. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Full of stuff. But good call. It's yeah. Stuff. So yeah, that is actually interesting that it cuts around that moment of mm. Furiosa telling him to do it, which I assume right. must have happened. Right. Uh, maybe they were kept down where the wives were, because you keep wives with bombs. That's always. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what my mom told me. So right. <laughs> Keep your wife with your well, bomb. Keep your wife close to your bomb. Yeah, Yuri's mother. Sorry. Keep You're your right. wife close, but your bomb close. Yeah, she she doesn't talk like that at all. No, she doesn't. She's from Transylvania. <laughs> Transylvania. I, it's a real place that my mother was born. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Ro is it Romania? Romania. Yeah. That's crazy. The area. It is a. It is a, an area in Romania. I've learned something new about you today. Uh, cars uh, in the 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 lead cars in the Carmada hit Boom. the explosives. Up they go. Two of them. Pow. Right. Everybody so skids out. Everyone skids down. them time. And very cleverly, gets stuck. Because yeah. the momentum is lost, now they're stuck in the mud. Um, and we have this beautiful sequence of scenes here where we stick with the villains for a little bit. Yeah. We have the uh, bullet farmer. Mm -hmm. We have the accountant. Mm -hmm. the, the people eater. Yeah, yeah. people eater, that's yeah. right. Uh, come to count the cost. And then we have Which he does show. throughout the scene. Which he is begin great. He begins the scene that way yeah. and sort of continues throughout. And they don't use... Uh, 
gal he doesn't use gallons, he uses units. I, you know, that, that struck me too. What's up with 30, that? 30,000 units of gasoline, yeah. he says, to, to pitch, piss you off. No, no and I, was, I called it and I was angry. Right, I know. Um, but yeah, he says, and uh, and, uh, and and then vehicles as well. He, he does it in in, in, Seven in gasoline vehicles. and vehicles. Yeah. yeah, a couple things. But um, units. Yeah, he doesn't go with gallons. Interesting, because they've said gallons before, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, because that's what when the the fuel pod. I wonder if it's that he thinks it's more precise, or if it's like uh, uh, his way of 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 uh, unifying liters and gallons, because they don't use gallons in the UK. Oh, that's yeah. Well, in the UK they would, but in Australia they would they use, use liters. Liters. Oh. Well, in the UK they use liters. Oh, that's okay. In America they use gallons. I don't know what they use in the in Australia. You know, are we the only? Are we the last people to use gallons? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Almost certainly. We're terrible. <laughs> we use America, feet America's and miles terrible. and all kinds of weird stuff. Right. Um, but concurrently to that, uh, while that's all happening, and Morton Joe's like, "Hey, chill out. I got a situation here." Right. Because the organic mechanic, who we've been told by Ian Tavener, is a, a good classic Aussie accent. And we, I listened this time, and he is on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's. You try it? Right. it? I was just about. You saw. You saw me hesitate. <laughs> I was like, right. I was like. I was like. Yeah. I was about to do Australian, and then uh, <laughs> embarrassed myself all the way through. Oh, that was um, good. I thought that was good. You like that one? I did. Right. Yes, yeah, terrible. Was really good. I was so into I it. apologize. No, I, I Any, thought... Not even just the Australians, but anyone listening to I that. I want to say, I thought it was great. Thanks. <laughs> that was not <laughs> that good. Was All right. Um, so, uh, the organic mechanic says uh, she's breathing her last breath. Yeah. So, it turns out she yeah. was She was. She was still alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. She went under the wheels. He told the truth. Yep. He's, but Morton Joe, but, not so interested. He's like, what's up with the baby? Right. What's up Let's, with the baby? Right. Okay. Get it out! Get it out! Get it out! Yeah. And uh, that was that was that was actually uh, Christopher Lloyd. That was Joe Ignatowski. That was precisely from Taxi uh, uh -huh. doing doing uh, Morton Joe. Joe. Which, by the way, would be great stunt casting. Yeah, agreed. Um, and uh, organic mechanic takes this like old man's whistle or ear no, like ear, ear horn, horn yeah. and yeah. puts it in his ear and listens to her belly. I constantly I, I love the use of tech yeah. in that. Uh, and, and, and low tech, and, and then he pulls out his and Morton Joe says, "Get it out!" And he pulls yeah. out these two pretty shitty knives. Yeah, Interestingly right. enough, the the uh, the teacher, what's yeah. her name? Uh, Miss Giddy. Is that her name? I think so. Miss Giddy, uh, the the tattooed teacher woman, right. is there, sort of hovering and tending to the wife. Also, interestingly enough, um, she had not been uh, brought up until the very beginning. Again, you know, for a while, the very beginning of the scene. Um, I think the dag says, "Was it the?" Was it the dag who says uh, Miss Giddy yeah. used to call what she called bullet? She called anti seed. Yeah, because it makes um, everything. Because it, it death, plant them and it dies. Them, yeah, plant them and it dies. Yeah, um, which is interesting. We haven't heard from, and then she comes back uh, because right she's sort of watching over the good structure. Yeah, and Morton Joe brought her with because why? Because so, so that when he found, when he finds the wives, that he's got someone who it's either a bargaining tool or it's she's the only one alive with knowledge of the escape. She knew the plan. Right, because she was supposed to. She's supposed to shoot him in the face and yeah. didn't. Yeah, she yeah. failed. Uh, no, so she, we have we have Ms. Giddy to blame for all this. Kind of. She should have shot him. God damn it. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's old. She doesn't yeah. know. Also, not much of a movie if she shoots him. So thanks for that. Okay, thanks, Ms. Giddy. Uh, but yeah, she's standing there. And then there's a scene where uh, in the background, it's blue. In the foreground again here, it's yeah. orange. Yeah, inside Yeah, inside the... Are you talking about when they're inside yep. and Ms. Giddy's in there and yep. his organic mechanic? And, yeah. and organic mechanic is, is just front and center and his gross, drooly mouth. It's a yeah. great performance because it's so repulsive. Yeah, well, when you talk about gross things in this particular sequence, I mean, you could argue that they're gross things, you know, 
so interspersed throughout. But there's the, this is there's, the, the there's the sickly poison water, you know, oil slick mm -hmm. that's gross. There's um, the organic <laughs> just drooling all over this probably open, you know, yeah. open belly. The way uh, he cleans his knife is to is to sharpen them against each other. Right. That's him right. like getting ready. It's like him like getting the rust off. Yeah. You know, and that's it, like the best he can do for. And it and it shows that that she's not going to survive this. No. Right. Um, but basically, just off screen, mm -hmm. where you can hear it. Mm -hmm. but can't see it, he cuts the baby right, and then pulls a limp, dead foot, foot. into frame. Just enough. You don't need to see him cut no. into it. Much like not showing, you know, the rape and the, you know, things that, that don't need, you know, that, that arguably will, will always come up with something even more horrifying in our head than they could show us. There's something so effective and gross about that. Just yeah. this limp baby foot being pulled into yeah. frame by a drooly, gross, right. unsanitized dude. Right. So, so they establish that the baby's dead. He cuts the umbilical cord anyway to play just with to it. Just to play with. Just to play with it. Cuts both sides of this umbilical cord. Yeah. So he's got this like rubber band. He's twinking around in his yeah. fingers. It is gross. Yeah, it it's is. so gross, man. I almost thought gross. he was gonna like like shoot like a rubber band. It felt like he was gonna be like zoinks yeah. or throw yeah. it or something. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling right now? Grossed out. Did no. you cut the umbilical it's... cord? You know what? Um, I did not. What happened? They offered to you? How does that even work? Um, they, yeah, it, they offered, but in the, in the, in the I heat wouldn't. of the, in the heat of the moment, I wouldn't uh, like I, I thought I was going to, and then in the heat of the moment I didn't. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. It doesn't seem, it's a thing you don't want to fuck up, I feel like. Yeah. I know you can't really fuck it up. You can't they because, let you do it. Well, here's what they don't tell you. Huh. They'd already do the cut before they let you cut it. You're cutting a bullshit it's, thing. You're cutting a bullshit thing. It's a ceremonial. It's like a it's ribbon a, cutting. It's, it's, it's absolutely ceremonial. No way. Yeah. Huh. So I was like. Oh, you! I just saw you cut, fucked, and then I, I turned the table over, which yep. yeah, had Good. Tara on it, which was Good. horrible, no. and just walked, I flipped the table and yep. walked out. It seems, seems like the right decision, honestly. Then, right, then then I, ma I realized I had made a mistake and came back and it's apologized. Fine. No, but it's fine, as long as you apologize. But they didn't let me cut it. There's any, anything you, you can do anything you want as long as you apologize. That's right. That's <laughs> so, what I've learned in American right. politics. It is right. It is, it is always better to beg for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Exactly, which Yuri did by flipping the table. Yes. So we see this gross delivery scene. Possibly one of the most disgusting delivery scenes I, well, I can imagine. Yeah. I, it, it's maybe uh, because right. it's not maybe graphic. The meaning, maybe the, uh, the meaning of life. Oh, is it meaning of life? Uh, 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 my in, in Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good one in that. Yeah, but this one, it's gross because of what it doesn't show you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross because of what happens. It's it's just out of the line of our sight. A man cuts into a woman's protruding belly. Mm -hmm. Pulls Which you just out. sort of see, I love you, you just sort of see it in the bottom of frame, just this mound of belly. Beautifully, yeah. again, you know, beautiful framing Ivory uh, on belly. George Miller's, yeah. And then the camera just cuts to just a close-up of Organic Mechanic, and it's mm -hmm. just... And he's gross. He's so gross. He drools the whole thing. Anyway, right. he says, and Morton Joe says, was it a male? Yeah, because that's because if it wasn't, Morton Joe wouldn't feel as bad. Exactly. He, he wants, wants to know how angry to he be. He wants male heirs. And they said before that, he, he said another month it would have been a viable human. Mm -hmm. So about a month away, yeah. which is weird because she gave she was delivering it or, earlier. Or you know what? It, it may it may that may have been put her at seven months because you can you can deliver a viable human up to. I mean, there is a, a point past which, which I learned, you know, just because of this whole experience, yeah. that it's it's considered preemie, but it can still and that's that's you have a window. You have a you have a, yeah you have a fairly a fairly a bigger window than I thought. Right, uh, that makes sense, and I've heard of, so, of but, such but things. She fairly but did not she, didn't she go into labor earlier in the film or oh, have true. labor pains? That's, that's what that, this is the but part that always have, catches but me. But that a little could bit. have but that could have been stress induced. It could something. have been stress induced. It could have been Braxton Hicks is what they call it. Although, oh. 
It know. feels weird to me though. I, I don't. This movie doesn't it feels do a weird lot to of me that faints. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you're an expert on pregnancy, which is why, again, remarkable. We're doing this episode in this sequence. Uh, the first one back from your birth. It's everything's coming together. It's like this podcast was meant to be. The Lord is good and great. Mm-hmm. Um, Valhalla speaks um, through us. Through us, but uh, it's always felt like a little bit of a faint because the only mm-hmm. reason that comes into play is that it heightens the tension of that sure. chase sequence that she starts to have labor pains on top of everything else going on. Right. Um, and then here, uh, the guy says very clearly, it needed to make another month before it was even viable. Right. So I don't know what's going on. Right. But to add insult to injury, to rub your nose in it, yeah, it was going to be a boy. Yeah. And he says it was a boy perfect in every, every way. way. Yeah. And Rick Erectus, uh, famously, I would yeah. say, yeah. starts to proclaim this to the mass, masses. Right. right. I had a baby, I lost a baby brother mm-hmm. who's perfect in every way. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, which is always, yeah, I don't know. There, there, there's something to that. You know, Morton Joe can't even find the words. It's just anguish for him. Yeah. And, He's uh, remarkably quiet, that, though, which is very nice. Yeah. And and uh, the organic mechanic is—it's almost fucking with Rictus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the um, kind of guy who'd fuck with Rictus. Yeah, Rictus is the big just, dumb cause, animal. Because you can set Rictus off and just watch him. Because he's probably fun to just to set him off and watch him go. He's the guy you put in a circular room and tell him to go sit in the corner. Right. And you laugh at it. Yeah. And, and you just like, ah, yeah. this has been going until on he gets for angry hours. and just starts killing people. Yeah. That's 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 that guy. Yeah. But he is. But seems... there's something about that that whole witnessing thing. You mm-hmm. know, he has to put it out there. Yeah. For people, he wants he wants everyone to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's what was taken from them. Now, also, here's the thing. Is this the first part of the film, now I just not picked up on it before, that we noticed that he's wearing like that weird chin I was strap. about to bring it up. He's wearing a weird... Uh, that serves a, no function that I can see. Do you remember when Bill Lambeer broke his nose playing for the Detroit Pistons? I don't know who that is. He was a, he was a power forward for the Detroit Pistons, I, I think. don't know what that is. Back in the 80s, he played basketball. It's a game called basketball. Never heard of invented it. Invented by a man named James Naismith. I learned that from Saved by the Bell. Um, we've got off, we've got off track here, <laughs> but he wore this like plastic mask that was because he broke his nose. I've seen those before. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's not that. It's not that. It's, a, it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's like a, it's a weird elastic jaw that almost is him trying to, to put on something like Immortan Joe has, but is not as cool looking as Immortan. Cause Immortan Joe arguably has a thing across the bottom as. Yeah. That's a breathing apparatus. Uh, yeah. But, but that's the right for, that's the purpose it serves I don't him. know what it is, but this is the first time I noticed it. Yes. If that's the I've noticed it before and I've never really thought to comment on it. It just sort of fades in, into my memory, but yeah, he's wearing that and it doesn't look badass. So I don't know exactly what the purpose of it is, but he's but he loves it. Maybe it's still, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's maybe he it's loves so, it. Maybe, maybe Morton Joe makes him wear it to shut the fuck up because it gets get, creates more tension. It makes him job. harder to talk. Right. I don't what know. What if that's like a, a a shitty muzzle? Yeah. It's like you can talk, it's, but it's, it's like, like a, you have to work for muzzle. It. Yeah. It's a muzzle. It's a muzzle. That's good. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what it is though. I um, honestly don't. So I anyway, so it. I know. So I really noticed it here, and I know he has it through the rest of the film, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. So one of the most badass moments uh, mm-hmm. comes up next, which is, so we have our three leaders, uh, three leaders, three leaders of the different groups. We have a Morton Joe. Three we units. Have, yeah. The three, the, the, the leaders of the three units, um, uh, uh, uh accountant guy, the people leader guy, the bullet farmer and a Morton Joe. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, we need to, this is ridiculous. This is getting crazy. Yeah. But now they've got, a, we've, you're caught in a quagmire. We spent all this stuff and we have a problem. And the bullet farmer's like, I'm going to go kill Furiosa. I, I don't care what you guys are doing. Right. I have the car cut out for the marshes. He's got the tire got treads, the, tracks, the, tr- yeah. the treads on it. Um, holds up a single small pistol, pulls a bullet out of his teeth. 
Right. That was active because his bullet is his, his he, he, mouth is full of teeth and bullets. Full of teeth and bullets. Pulls one of the bullets out, loads the gun. Also with it. gross. So rad though. Su super rad, but super gross. I'm pretty into that. I don't think that's gross. I think that's cool. Okay. You thought that was gross? I, well, I, I like to I like to weave it into this is this yeah. is remember the gross, but it's also the bullet episode. It's the bullet app. But it's also the gross episode. I never called it the the gross app. I call it the bullet. You called the bullet app. I'll call it the gross app. Oh, that's good. Okay. High five. High five. Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's so neat that yeah. he pulls a bullet out of his mouth yeah. in his gross, decayed mouth. Yeah. And he's, it, because it, to me, implies this is a special bullet. I hate her so much. I hate her so much. I will pull one of the few bullets that I have as as false teeth. Yes. And I'm going to shoot her with it. Yeah. Just one bullet for Furiosa. And he zooms off to go. Oh, an angry shot. One angry shot. Yeah, he refers to it in in an interesting way as well. Yeah, I, I, it's it, to me it's pretty badass. Right, and Immortan Joe is like, oh, wait, don't. Uh, but the the wives, be careful, you know. But he's yeah. he's so he's consumed with all his other stuff. He's he's not the leader at this point. Correct. He's, the, the, he's, the bullet farmer steps up and is like, I don't fucking care. And you know the bullet farmer's just saying that for his, because. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's gonna. He's he'll kill. I think every, he says protect the assets, right? Yeah. Protect the yeah. assets. Um, um, no, you're right though. But Morton Joe is a, 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 in a performance way very great, but interestingly um, quiet here and, uh, and doesn't vulnerable. have much to say. Yeah, right. I think the only thing he says is, "Was it a was it a male? Yeah, was yeah. it a boy? Yeah." Does he say anything? Anything? Um, I forget. Get it out. Okay. Get it out. Get it out. Get it yeah. Out. Is it a boy? Yeah, he doesn't say much. Um, have much to do here. Um, yeah, but back in the um, anyway, back in the we're almost the four minutes we can talk about this, but um, he, back in the war rig, uh, they start to get stuck again. And we right. see the wheels turning, and we mm -hmm. see them start to get stuck, and we see the concern, the beautiful concern, mm -hmm. on Tom Hardy's chiseled face. Chiseled, chiseled, so chiseled. Lit face. blue, enveloped in velvet blue. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then it comes to a halt. And now we know a couple things here. We know most of the Karmada is stuck slash grieving, mm -hmm. but we know the bullet farmer, who seems like a deadly gross dude. Right. Well, uh, he's got all the guns. Yeah, he's gun like, loaded. He's clearly a threat. He's gun laden. He's off after them, we know that, and we see the war rig come to a sputtering stop, right. and the tire's at least half submerged in mud. It's right. deep in there. Right, and they, they jump out with a, now I have, I have literally done this in, when getting caught in mud, you put like a plank or something, and I, I did, I, I had a horrible accident, well it wasn't horrible, it was, it was more embarrassing, slightly painful accident, where we were, we had a van that was stuck in the mud, and I got out, and we found a, um, a piece of, uh, Fiberboard, you know, like that press board yep. uh, um, wood. Yep. I forget what that's called, but um, and we we jammed. You know, it was flat. It was perfect. You jam it under the back so so the so the tire can get some traction mm -hmm. in the mud. And I was and we did that. And I was pushing. Oh, and no. I was standing right behind it. And it caught. And it threw that oh. into my shin. Oh. And we we got out, but it was it was yeah it was it was it was painful. Yeah, I might not have to go to the hospital or anything, but I felt really stupid mostly afterwards. It makes sense though. Also, you succeeded. So so, so the moral a, of the story is that right. you succeeded. You succeeded, and what's a little pain when you, you sacrifice your body out. for success? Yeah, good for you, man. Thanks. I took that as a you are you're a good Win -win. guy story. I appreciate um, that. Interestingly enough, here um, the first thing we see is them the wives taking the spare tire mm -hmm. off of the truck, getting rid of the extra weight. So they're yep. trying to uh, uh, un unweight the war rig. Mm -hmm. Thank God they got rid of those mines. Those mm -hmm. are probably weighing them down. Right. So that's good. <laughs> but don't you wish they had them now because the bullet farm oh, was on the way. Would have been so great. And uh, the door, this door that keeps, again, everything in this movie keeps coming back and back yeah. and back. The door comes back again. The door that had been hanging off the hinges, the door which we saw um, Splendid hanging from, mm -hmm. it's now being used completely off the truck again. 
and it's being used as exactly what you just described as a wedge under the wheels to get this truck moving again. Mm -hmm. And they are now under right. this... Max, don't stand behind it when you start to drive the word. <laughs> if only we could speak to characters in films. Films would be much less interesting because no one would go into darkened rooms where killers were hiding. Yeah, you're right. But still, you're right. That's the, tr the, the door would take his legs off. Yeah. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, also, in this uh, sequence, we get another shot. We keep coming back to this. We'll have to answer this at some point. Okay. This, those shoulder pads. We get really good shots of both the shoulder pads Yeah. Uh, in this sequence. I, I, I keep coming back to my original idea, which is not right, because... And, you know, Ian had something to say about this. Oh, I what did he say? What, I forget what he said. Ian, I'm sorry this. if I forgot what you said. I was I trying to focus. He's smart. Um, but, uh, you know, Max wears it on his own, so clearly it has an individualistic purpose. I mean, it was, it was definitely part of his police outfit back in the day. Right. Uh, to me, just because coming up here soon, right. don't we see, or has it already happened? Uh, no, coming up, I think, where um, Furiosa puts the gun on Max's shoulder and tells him not to breathe. And she lays the right. gun on his shoulder on pad, shoulder does pad. she not? Right. So that's one and use so for it, but it right. can't be what it's for. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what of where a seatbelt would, in, a, in like a pursuit vehicle when he was a cop, oh. where the seatbelt would, would cut, and if he was in an accident, if the, no, that's bullshit, I'm just making that I up. I love that Thank train you. of thought, though. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah, if you guys know the answer to that, I think write into us. I think that's one we'd Nobody, probably you know what? with. I, I love our, our listeners, because, because I've, I've been paying attention, and we actually have some. Yeah. Besides the the people in our in our close circle, we that love we know. you so um, much. We love you, but you but you you're you're not you're not so vocal on the on the Twitter for the most part, um, or nobody's nobody's ever rated the podcast on iTunes. No one. I don't think so. That means that you and I uh, haven't either. That's right. That means, <laughs> which goes to show you exactly how how honest we are about this. We're not weighing it in our favor by uh, rating our. our I didn't own even podcast. know you could rate podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, um, and but there never any comments. I, I recently just went to check to see if anybody left any comments. You that can I was comment ignoring. on a podcast on you, iTunes. Well, you can comment. I know you can comment on Podomatic because we get an email when that happens, right. and and a couple people have. That's how we met but, a lot of you guys, which yeah, has been really cool. Yeah. Um, is that just through Podomatic? You can't comment on iTunes podcast, can you? I don't. That know. seems like a recipe. It for seems like you should be able trolls. to review it, though. Can't you review? I don't, I don't know. I may be. I may be horribly wrong. I'm clearly bad at podcasts. We've established. Anyway, this from subscribe day one. and rate us. I guess. Subscribe and rate or, or you know go, go to Twitter and I don't I don't check that Twitter account every day, but I do check it, and I do like to post things from there that are Mad Max related. I'm gonna sign um, into it. I'm gonna start too. Just start start a whole other Twitter account under a different name and and pretend you're one of our listeners. Which you are, I know, but but uh, but just send me send me weird send me hate mail. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet uh, tweet you some hate mail and and a picture of that tattoo. Ah, uh, we had some requests for the tattoo. We've had a couple. We've had two couple, tweets couple for requests. It. I think ten was the limit, though. We need ten. Oh, shit. Um, well, I haven't yet, so we need seven more. So well, I don't seven know. If you, I'm me. not convinced you count. Okay. So we're ask up for the tattoo, guys. Anything else you want to talk about the sequence? Uh, I know there's I know there's stuff I've forgotten because 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 we, we played catch up at the beginning right after having watched the four minutes I'm sure there is stuff that I've forgotten but we covered gross and we covered the color timing and, and the bullet we covered the bullet episode the bullet the, app the and bullet the gross app, app right uh, color scheme is fantastic and I look mm. forward to more of this coming up because I know there's some beautiful shots coming up yeah also I can't emphasize how badass the do for year is he's the best I agree. All hail the Doof Warrior. All hail the Doof Warrior. My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Santel. And you are awaiting. Hey!